Thank you, Jesus. Um, so I have a general direction to go this morning, and I even have notes. Um, and they're not in here. Um, we're going to pray, okay? Because <laughs> we need to start there. Um, children, young men and women in the back, all of you. I want, I want to leave with this, okay? This message is no less for you. In fact, it could be more for you than anybody else here. The prophetic word came forth many, many years ago, about 17, if I remember correctly. Huh? It is. It is coming. Um, the prophetic word came forth about 17 years ago. The, the revival that is coming to this region is coming through the youth. There's no pressure there, okay? But I'm telling you, there's something that God's heart is so tender towards you. Um, there's something way above and beyond all you can ask or dream. And I know some of you especially, you're big dreamers already, but I'm telling you, there's more. So I just want to encourage you to plug in. I want to encourage you this morning because we're talking about the resetting of vision, the vision of the house. And, and the vision of the house it incorporates from the cradle to the grave. And I say grave because when someone's gone, it ain't over until Papa says it's over. So, so yeah. resurrection is within his repertoire. Yes. So, vision is not an adulting thing. And that is not the vision of the house. Vision, vision goes from the cradle to the grave. And so, there's something for everyone this morning. So, Papa, in Jesus' name. Lord, even as we have sung, just pray for the mighty breath of God to come and breathe over this place, over this people, over those who are joining us on the live stream, over those who, have, who don't even know yet that they're a part of what you're doing here. We breathe upon this, ask you to breathe upon this property. It is the mighty breath of God. And it is life-changing and transforming. And we just submit ourselves to it this morning. In Jesus' name. you, we now have, uh, before I get started, uh, we now have podcasts, so previous sermons are available on the, uh, the Ark Genoa, arcgenoa.org, uh, you can go to the podcast section, and it will look different shortly still, so it's still, there's still some transition happening because of technical difficulties. You can now access um, past sermons go, dating back to March, a little bit into last year, but um, you know this is going to be a work in progress, uh, including we're up to date into, to last week. Uh, 
want to thank uh, my wife, Pastor Michelle. It was just a great word, a great challenge for us last week. And just, you know, the word has just really been coming forth. And what Esther brought, I think that was the week before. Is that the week before? I lost track of who was when. You know, that just still resonates in my spirit. If you did not get a chance to see, uh, to be here, or to listen to her word, it's also available on YouTube. Uh, I encourage you to go back. What an amazing testimony. So there's that. That's free. So I want to go back just a few weeks, and I want to start there, because we were talking about, we began talking about the vision of the house, and we said that the vision is in the tension, right? And the tension that we were talking about was a tension between the kingdom of heaven and the the, uh, world culture, or the kingdoms of this earth, Right? In fact, Jesus told us to pray, thy kingdom come. And again, we said um, that even at that time, we were saying when Jesus came out from the wilderness, you know, his first message was the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kingdom was extremely important. He preached on it. He taught on it. And again, when we, when we pray to our father, when Jesus taught us how to pray, it was the first thing, aside from worship of God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We worship you, we praise you, we adore you. But the next thing out of his mouth is what? Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. And it's this tension because we're calling. When we pray that prayer, we are calling heaven into the, 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 the world's culture. And there's a tension Right? And, and the vision that takes place is found in that tension. We talked a little bit about Romans chapter 8, 19 through 21, which says, and I'm just going to repeat this, for the anxious longing of creation eagerly uh, waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God, for creation was subjected in futility, not willingly, because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself might be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. You can just hear the tension. You can just hear all of creation saying, we want, we want thy kingdom to come. It's like creation itself is praying, thy kingdom come. We follow that lead. Isaiah 9, 7. Again, just bear with me. I just think this, this just so bears repeating. Jesus is just talking. Or I'm sorry. Isaiah is just prophesying that the income, the income, hmm, the increase of his kingdom, there will be no end. So it speaks of that tension. Even as we call kingdom, as we say that kingdom come, of the increase of his kingdom, there will be no end. It's a prophetic word and a fact. It is something that is taking place, just, just further propelling and, and increasing that tension. Revelation chapter 11, 
And verse 15, for the kingdoms of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Kingdom is coming, whether the world wants it or not. We have the privilege, the honor. He has equipped us from the foundations of the earth, called us by name and purposed us to help usher in kingdom. And we live in that tension. And we're called to thrive in that tension. And we gave examples in in Matthew 22, how Jesus addressed every facet of kingdom culture, every one of what we call the seven mountains of education, of government, of family, in church. Forget the, I forgot three. What's that? The media, entertainment, and politics. Well, I don't know. We, You know what I'm talking about. They're there. But we see him infiltrating. We see him uh, just thriving in that tension. But my question to you is this. What is the substance that Jesus used? What is the medium or the substance that Jesus used to shift culture in every facet of society? It's people. He he used people. Kingdoms shifted because of his interactions with people. It's where the tension is. And it's where we're called to thrive. Back in June, um, I got to (laughs) take another one of these profiles. I've done a number of these through the years, and I'm sure many of you have. I know some of you have. Some of you maybe have not been introduced to to the DISC assessment, um, but I'm guessing many of you have taken it or you're familiar with it, right? Um, The DISC assessment, there's different versions. Some of them just have a few questions. The one I took said it was supposed to take 15 minutes. It took me 30 or more. (laughs) Um, But this is in this assessment, it basically helps you to identify. Okay? They claim 80% accuracy. I'm not so sure. But for those of us who don't like to be quantified, right, Russell? And that's me, too, by the way. I don't like to be quantified. But um, it it gives us some generalities. You know, areas where we may be more in the dominance category. We might be more in the influential category. We may be more of a steady person or more compliant. And on a good day, this is what those things mean. Okay? On a good day, those who, who fall into that dominance category are very determined, they're focused, they're proactive, they're courageous, they're purposeful. All good things. Those who who are more in the influencing category, okay, are more empowering, engaging, and encouraging, um, adaptable, and dynamic. Those in the steady, um, on a good day, they are more appreciative, respectful, valuing, service-oriented, and accommodating. And those on a good day who are in the 
uh, compliant or compliance category, or very diligent, consistent, thoughtful, principled, and objective. Okay? By design. And, and here's the thing. You, you fall into usually one of many categories. Um, I, I had um, every one of these things highlighted on my profile. Okay? I, I spent most of my time here, but I swung this way and I swung that way. So um, others of you are, are different. Here's the thing. We talk about tension. Here's what we look like, every one of us, because we fall into here somewhere, even if we swing back and forth in these categories, right? On a bad day, we don't look so pretty, okay? There's a tension. On a, on a bad day, those in the dominance category, well, there's a lot of good things that, that can be said about that, that profile. Or um, On a bad day, they're aggressive, controlling, driving, overbearing, and intolerant. Those in the influence category are very excitable, frantic, indiscreet, flamboyant, hasty. Those in the steadiness category or docile, bland, plotting, reliant, or, or dependent, very very dependent upon others, stubborn. I don't relate to that one. <laughs> Compliance. On a bad day, they get rather stuffy, indecisive, suspicious, cold, and reserved. Okay? Everybody has good days. And everybody has bad days. Okay. But I thought, you know. <laughs> on a really bad day, we have all of those. <laughs> True. As, as I'm going through, and, and Papa's just talking to me about the vision and the resetting of the vision, he's like, you know what? This is a great demonstration of kingdom tension. And what we see right now with the, the, the tension going on in the world because of everything going on, and th this word is as valid today as it was 80 years from now, as it will be, uh, should he tarry 80 years from now um, into the future. Um, but there's, there's always, it creates a tension. And tension tends to bring out this, this side of a lot of us. And so you go to Facebook and you go, oh yeah, I see a lot of that. <laughs> it's actually getting better. I'm, um, I've been wading into it a little bit more lately. I really got off of it for a long time because there was just so much of, of this. But I'm starting to see a comeback here. And so I'm finding myself uh, getting maybe a little more engaged. At any rate... Excuse me. Right now, the tension is in people. Right? It's the medium for which kingdom is coming. What's the vision of ARC? What what is our on our business cards? What's on your bulletin? What's our vision proper? Four words. Restoring hearts, pursuing people. 
soaring dreams. <laughs> I got people on the mind. <laughs> restoring, restoring hearts, pursuing dreams. I know. How about that? Four words, and I missed one. A seventy-five percent. That's a C. <laughs> Restoring hearts, pursuing dreams. I love how Bill Johnson puts it. My goal is not to build a big church, but to build big people. And that's in essence, you know, as I have pressed in and I'm asking Papa, all right, where are we going? What do you want to do? Um, He says, "I, I simply want to build big people. I want to build big people with you. Everyone wants to know structure. They want to know about programs. People come in, they want to know, do you have a daycare? Do you have this program for the youth? What about that? Um, And there's a lot of good things that this or anybody can do. And there's things, because they involve people, that elements always need to be there, right? People especially coming into this building, especially if they, they went to school here. They want to know, all right, what are your plans for this place? It's good to know those things. It's good to discuss those things. And, and we're going to talk. We're going to take a Sunday where we just talk on those things and we ask questions and we engage and we talk. I, I handed the eldership last night six pages worth of stuff related to things that Papa's put on my heart to do, things that I can see, things that we're presently doing, things that we, um, what's the next step to do them better or or maybe to branch out. I mean, I see all sorts of things that have not even yet begun. Some things uh, which include you all, some things which include people who are not even yet here. vision is in the tension though and we people are the medium for the tension to act upon we first need to find our vision in the midst of the tension so that it can lead us in other words we need to find our vision first in the midst of the tension what do I mean by that Before we can start shifting kingdom in others, we need to see kingdom shifting and leading us. If we have a big vision for this place, which we do, and you've never experienced for yourself a, a big vision, a, a vision that's so big that as even as Papa says it, even as he declares it over you, that you go... Wow, I have a hard time. That looks near impossible. And if you've not had the chance to wrap your head around it and your heart around it and begin believing big things for yourself, you're going to have a difficult time entering into, receiving, 
the vision of the house and everything that it entails. Believing for big things begins by believing that God has big things planned for you. Vision begins with encounter. Vision or encounter leads to restoration and opens the door for the Holy Spirit because He wants us to succeed. Papa plans the vision. The vision is going to lead to restoration. We're talking about restoring hearts, pursuing dreams, right? But a restored heart comes from a person who's had an encounter with the living God, who's had a burning bush experience, who's been knocked off their horse, from a person who's met him in that still small voice, from someone who's encountered God in any way, shape, or form, but they know that they know that they know they've encountered him. And once they've encountered him, and once he's begun to spoke, speak vision over their, over their hearts and over their lives, that is the thing that compels us to restoration. If I can jump, then all that's expected of me is to jump one inch off the ground. Okay? I don't think there's anyone in here, even Nympha, I'm confident. If she needed to jump an inch off the ground, she could jump an inch off the ground. Right? Right. Got an amen from Nympha. If that's the only expectation, are you going to work out? Is there any motivation to change? Is there any motivation to listen to all of the exercise gurus who say, Hey, come to my gym. Hey, watch this video. Hey, you got to do it like this. You got to buy this product. You have to do, you have to eat this. You have to do that. Is anyone really motivated to do any of that? If the only expectation is to jump an inch off the ground. Why? Why? Got it. Thank you. Keep that. No, thank you. Sounds like a lot of work. Don't want to go there. But what if Papa begins to speak that his expectation, his desire, his plan for you from the foundations of the earth was that you would leap tall buildings in a single bound? And you go, are you serious? All of a sudden, there's the motivation to go, all right, what do I need to do to get there? When you grab a hold of that, when you grab a hold of the vision he has for your life, it motivates, it takes you into the process of restoration. Listen, we'll talk about the process of restoration on any given Sunday. 
And it's always good. And, and I think it's it's helpful to discuss that because Scripture tells us that we're being changed from glory to glory, right? And so this we're constantly going through this 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 process because we live, we're called to live in revival culture. Revival is not just something that we're calling to come in as a one-time thing. We experience it once and we're transformed and, and we go. We're transformed from glory to glory to glory to glory. And God reveals something new and we go, I need to reach higher. It's why any word simply on change and why you should change will fall on deaf ears. Unless there's a word that precedes it. That brings encounter. Holy Spirit has to do the change. It all begins with Him. So Papa's into building big people. The goal, the vision for the body begins with each of us being envisioned or revisioned for ourselves. Many of you have had those encounters. I want to encourage you to stir up what God has spoken to you in the past, though. And I want I have asked Melissa, uh, along with the eldership today as well, to pray and prophesy over each one of you. If you're willing to receive it. Because I think it's so important. It's easy to go, oh yeah, God said that. But if it's not compelling us higher, then maybe we're not thinking big enough. Maybe we're not believing big enough. The vision he has for your life isn't big enough. It doesn't scare you just a little bit. You probably don't have the full vision. That he has for your life. As I was sitting at the back table this morning and just just praying and, and kind of going through some devotional time, Papa began to speak to me about Kevin and Marianne. You tell me if this scares you. He said, You need to tell him. You need to tell them. Kevin, they're going to say, you're the pepper king. People all over the world are going to refer to you as the pepper king, and you're the queen. And, and, and they're going to be looking to you. And I just began to see, even as you hold your own festival, these places that you go to to vend your stuff, you're going to be hosting those things. You're going to be hosting them this, this place is going to be way too small, okay? Your heart is, it might start here, okay? But you're going to need big venues because you're going to have people just coming from all over across the nation and even around the world to attend your, your pepper festivals. Thank you very much.
<laughs> what I saw is as you're holding these pepper festivals, is you're having guest speakers come in, like GoFam Ministries, and others who would come in and. People think, oh, hey, I'm going to go taste some peppers. Oh, I'm going to go learn about this. Oh, I'm going to go enjoy that. And then somewhere in the center, there's this showcase. And Christ. Christ is lifted up in the middle of that. And people go, oh, my gosh, I never knew. And I see thousands because of what you set in place, because of what he's doing, he's saying, despise not the days of small beginnings. It's easy to get frustrated right now, isn't it? With the little things that are happening, with the little things that are coming in. But there's a big thing. Despise not the day of small beginnings because this is going to grow way beyond anything you can contain. Can you receive that? Come on. I inspired news, I think. Actually, we just told this to Jen and Matt the other day. So um, we got an order, what was it, two weeks ago, last week? Um, yeah, it was a distributor that we got into, and we were just like, oh, well, he buys a couple cases here and there. So he emailed us last week and said, we need, like, I don't know, 2,000 cases of your hot sauce um, for... Uh, 120 stores, uh, rural king stores. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, we were really excited. So then he emailed us back two days later and said, oh, I need another like 2,000 more because another vendor couldn't come through. So now we've got to spend the next three days processing to meet that. And he was like so excited that we were able to fulfill it. So now we're going to get in these stores and he knows we can fulfill the order. So that's just going to potentially... That is awesome. 120 stores. Kevin or Marianne, how long ago did you start bottling that you actually put the first official label on so that it could be put in a store? Six years ago. A little over six years ago, and now you were in over 120 stores. Yeah, yeah, it, this is just going to keep growing exponentially for you. Yes, Kevin's slogan is if you can't lead him to Jesus, we're going to burn the hell out of him. <laughs> the pepper sauce. Yeah. I, I also remember hearing his vision early on, and, and I don't know if that scares you, the thought of it at times, but uh, about the goal or the dream is to have angry Irishmen replace Tabasco as a household name. I think that's awesome. But it's huge. Isn't that huge? This started in your garage or your, your kitchen years ago as a young boy. Yeah. Anyways. All right. 
So, that's exciting. It's fun, and sometimes it's a lot easier to get behind someone else's vision. And we're going to talk more about that. You know, getting under other people's dreams as well. But for today, what I'd like to do is just take some time. We've got Melissa, Apostle Tim, we've got Matthew and Jennifer and Michelle and myself who are just going to spend some time. Um, That was the one word I had that he gave me. Okay, I'm going to be praying for more. But we want to make sure that every single one of you get hit. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Um, this was thrown out to me yesterday in my quiet time. And Papa said, you know, you need to just throw out your phone number so that if there's anyone watching. So if anyone is watching, I want you to, um, if you want a word, okay, um, something like that, so that, that, Papa wants to speak over your life. I would encourage you to text my phone number, which is 419-340-0099. And uh, we will we will have someone connect with you. We'll have them either call you. Um, yes, ma'am. If they put it as a comment, then all of us can give them words so Okay. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, you can do either or. If you want the word right now, I'm going to have you text. Okay? 419-340-0099. And then one of us will will call you, okay, with a word. Um, If you want one later on, leave a comment under the video and... Any of us can leave a word for you um, after that, okay? Is that good? Anyone like to receive a little bit more of what Papa's got for them? Does anyone need a little re-envisioning? Okay? You know, he's listen, he's been speaking to me a lot lately. Um, <laughs> it's been good. It's it's all been good. It's been challenged. Um but it's nice to hear, in spite of that, it's nice to hear Papa affirm the things he's been speaking to your heart in your quiet time. So you know, I'm going to encourage our leadership to you know, pray for one another as well as God gives you something. So after that, I encourage you, we're going to do our best to try to record it for you, send it to you. But I encourage you to go home and write it out as well. Write out what Papa speaks to you during this time. And then lean into it. Pray into it. I had someone tell me recently, you know, if someone's going to look in their past, you need to make sure that you tell them that they're looking all the way to the beginning, to the foundations of the earth, because that's the only past that matters. What did Papa have to say about you then when he formed you? What did Papa declare over you when you didn't even exist? Those things are accessible. I encourage you, read Psalm 139. He's had me reading that every single morning and every night before I go to bed recently. 
because he's been doing some some work of, of inner healing with with me. Um, I encourage you go through and receive that for yourself because it really is because of the blood of Jesus the only past that matters. But what Papa spoke to you from the beginning. Anything else, if he puts his finger on it, it's only for the purpose of bringing healing so that you can move past that and see more clearly. So, with that, I'm going to ask our leadership to either come up or to get up and go to people. Um, if you want to come up here to receive, you can, or we can come back to you. Sound good? All right.